0: are you ready for the word today? All right, good. I want you to turn to my wife's favorite Bible verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's also in your handouts. So when you came in today, we gave you a handout, and in that handout are going to be all the scripture references as well as some, some notes for you to take, some fill in the blank. So I'd love for everyone, if you have that handout, just wave it at me. Let me see you. If you didn't get one, raise your hand, and someone will come get you one right now. But get that handout ready, because it's going to help us as we go along. Next week, I'm beginning a brand-new message series called Indivisible. And I'm excited about this message series, because either way, after this week, our nation is going to be divided. And so we're going to be preaching about how we as a people of God can do what God has called us to do. Amen? So next week, Indivisible is going to start. Last week, we've been in a series for the past four weeks where I've been talking about uh, divine direction. And what's funny is it was supposed to only last one Sunday, and it turned into, into, into now we're into four of them. And I'm completing it uh, this week. But last week, I talked about the seven ways that God gives divine direction. If you weren't here, I'd recommend you go back and listen to that or watch it. But real quick, I'll tell you, they are prayer, God's Word, the Holy Spirit, godly people, dreams and visions, your calling, and then the peace of God. Today, I want to dive in just a little bit more on how you can find detailed divine direction in your life. Proverbs 3 and 5, it's there in your handout. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And what does it say? And he will show you which path to take. How many want that kind of direction where God will show you which path to take? Well, we're going to talk about it today. Number one, the first thing that you have to do if you want God to direct you, it's in your notes. There's a little, the handout, little in the handout. There's a little blank there, and that is this. Trust God. If you want God to give you direction, first thing you've got to do is trust Him. Number one, I want to give you three things about trusting God. Again, in your notes, number one, and this is going to be revelation for some of you, you can trust God. I want you to understand that if you don't listen to anything else I say, I hope you do. I hope you don't get up and go to Burger King after I make this next statement. I hope you hear it. Listen to me. You can trust God you know why because he's good Do You know, he's not good because he does good. He just is good Good is his nature You see we have character and character can be formed and character can be tarnished God doesn't have character. God has nature. He just is God is love God is one. God is good. Say that with me. God is good Come on, do you believe that? Because if you really believe that, then you'll trust him. If you do not trust God, that means you don't really think that he is a good God. But he is, not just when he does good to you. He just is good all the time. The old-timers in Mississippi would say it like this, God is good, and all the time, oh, I got some old-timers from Mississippi here. I didn't know y'all showed up. God is good, and you can trust Him. Number two, not only can you trust God, you can trust God with your heart. How many have ever given your heart to someone only to have it broken? No, y'all good? No, how many have ever given your heart to someone? How many? Some people are raising two hands, got a foot up. Yeah, we have. But you know what? You can trust God with your heart. You know, that heart, when it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, the word heart in the original language means your inclinations or your desires. Did you know who gave you those desires? God. He placed those desires in your heart. I'm not talking about your fleshly, humanistic desires. I'm talking the ones that are in you to do good things and to do great things. God placed those desires in your heart. Look at what Psalms 37 and 4 says. Again, there in your notes. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desire. God cares about your desires. So not only can you trust him, you can trust him with your heart. You are still with me today? Number three about trusting God. This is a big one. Not only can you trust God, not only can you trust God with your heart, write this one down, you can trust God with all of your heart. You don't have to hold a part of your heart back. Now, I hope you're ready for some revelation now. This is in your notes. Get ready to write this down, because I love to deep dive into words like Hebrew and Greek and get to the original text. The Hebrew word for all means all. Is that brilliant? See, that's the deep stuff you get at this church. You won't get anywhere else, okay? The Hebrew word for all means all. Let me ask you a question. Everybody, even Tigger back there, I want everybody to listen up, okay? Everybody, look, look at me. Do you trust God with every part of your heart? Do you trust him with everything? Do you believe that he wants what's best for you? Do you believe that he's going to protect you? Or have you somehow allowed your view of God because of a a parent or or something that happened in your life? Or maybe it's a, a former pastor or a principal. I don't know what it is, but so easy for our view of God to get skewed and the filter to get messed up. Because what somebody did to us or what someone said to us. And so we hold a piece of ourselves back from God. I want to encourage you to trust him with all. Because the only way you get divine guidance is the scripture says, trust the Lord with all of your heart. So if you hold back a piece of yourself, you're never going to get fully the direction that you can receive from God if you'll trust him with all. Do you trust him with some things but not other things? Do you trust him with your failures? Do you trust him with your sins? Do you trust him with your secrets? Let me give you a little hint, a little tip. They're not secrets to God. (laughs) He already knows them, and he loves you the way that you are. Something we say around here is God loves you the way that you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. But he wants you to trust him with your secrets. I find that I trust him for some things. Very easy for me to trust him for some things but then I worry about other things. I try to fix the other things. And here's the other thing. As a pastor, I can tell you, what worries you doesn't worry me. And what worries me doesn't worry you. And what worries you doesn't worry him, right? How many married folks would just say that? That's true. Do you ever look at your spouse and go, would you just quit worrying about it? It's going to be okay. And I believe that God would say the same thing with us. He would say, look, I've got you. You just have to trust me. But I hear people all the time say, How could God care about me? He's got so much going on. I mean, billions and billions of people with their millions of problems. How could God care about me? Why would God care about my issues? Let me read you one of the most beautiful scriptures in the Bible. Get your hand out. I want you to read it with me. Matthew 10 and 29. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin, one penny. But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. When I was prepping for this message, when I came to this part, I knew that God was going to speak to some people. So I want you to lean in, okay? I want to tell you something. When you ask yourself that question, how could God ever care about me? I want you to remember that on his way here today, Jesus stopped by to attend the funeral of a sparrow. And how much more does he care about you? The one that he bled and died for, gave his life for. He cares about every part of your life. When you woke up today and you took a shower and you brushed your hair this morning and you lost a few or maybe a lot of them, you know what God did? He recalculated how many hairs were on your head. He cares about the minutia of your life. Look at your neighbor and say, do you know what minutia means? You didn't say it. You just looked at him and laughed. Ask them. Say, do you know what minutia means? Tell them. Look at your neighbor. Right there on the couch. Ask him. Say it. It means this. God cares about every detail. Have you ever heard the devil is in the details? No. God is in the details. God cares about everything going on in your life. You know, our sons are are 18 and 22. And I, I still will ask them when they're leaving out of the house. The other day it was cold. Do you have a coat? Do you have a coat? Are, are you good? Do, do you have a coat? And they still get, they get upset about it. They don't like it, but it doesn't matter. That's who I am. I'm going to keep asking them, do they have a coat? That's how God is about your life. He cares about the hair on your head. He cares about the sparrow that was in your yard, and he cares about your heart. Come on, anybody receiving this today? Second thing it tells us to do in Proverbs 3 is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the the one probably that's even more important than that is do not depend on your own understanding. How many find yourself falling back into that trap? I trust you, God, but I think I got this figured out. Okay, God, I'm with you, but I I think I need to take care of this on my own. Do not depend on your own understanding. That word, one translation says this, do not lean on your own understanding. I like that translation because what else do we lean on? We lean on a crutch. That's what we do, and that's what comes. our understanding becomes. It becomes a crutch that we we lean on. Write this down, and here's the problem with leaning on your own understanding because we only understand and comprehend what we understand and comprehend. I'm going to say that again. My wife just said that was good. I'm going to say it again. This is why God doesn't want you leaning on your own understanding, because we only understand and comprehend what we understand and comprehend. We see what we see. And because of that, our perception limits us from stepping into everything that God has for us. Look at what Isaiah says, Isaiah 55 and 8. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. This is why God wants us to trust him and not lean on our understanding because his thoughts are higher than our His perception, his perspective is higher. Matter of fact, he says his thoughts and his ways are as high as the heavens. So that's why God's thoughts are more extravagant because he's looking from a place that has streets of gold. And gates of pearl, not gates of pearls, one big honking pearl is what they make the gates from. Is that amazing? Can you imagine the oysters in heaven? Come on, look at somebody. Gates of pearl. And so when God looks at your life, he's looking from a place of extravagance, and he wants more for you. Come on, I wish somebody would receive this right now. He wants more for you. He wants abundant life for you so don 't lean on your understanding because you'll have you 'll go real quick to a sinful poverty mindset because that 's how your mom and daddy raised you you go go to aI just got to get by mindset. God wants you to have more than enough that 's why he wants you leaning on his understanding and not on your own. His ways and his thoughts are more extravagant they 're more eternal and they 're more they 're more elevated than ours so let 's lean into his Write this down or tweet it if you want to. Do not let what you understand be what you stand on. Don't let what you understand be the thing that you stand on. Because I see it. I think I know what's going on. And God says, you don't know what's going on. I'm looking from a heavenly perspective. That guy's not even going to be in your life next week. And you're doing all of this to try to keep him. Let him go. He's a bum, okay? Am I preaching to anybody right now? That business partner that did you wrong and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get back at them, forgive it, forgive them, forget it, move on. Because God knows what he has for you right around the corner. I could just keep on going and going and going. Lean into his understanding because he's looking down saying, I see the whole thing, baby. I got you taken care of. Lean into him. I also want to encourage you, don't depend on what you know now. What you understand right now. How many of you older folks have ever gotten to a place about 10 years down the road and you look back and go, oh, my goodness. I wish I'd have known then what I know now. Well, guess who knows now what you're going to know then? God does because he's already there. Look at Isaiah 43. I knew this message was from the Lord because I had four or five people on Instagram that quoted this this week. That's how I get my confirmations, okay? I just That's a joke. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Listen to this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. It will spring forth, and shall you know it? One translation says, don't you see it? You see, God is always wanting to do something new in our life. And I found it's hard to move forward while you're looking back. So you can't depend on what you knew. You can't depend on what you know because God is wanting to do something new. Write this down in your notes. Don't miss what is happening because of what has happened. Don't limit what God wants to do in your life because of what someone else did in your life or a mistake you made in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to amen a little louder. I find that I look back on the good things in my life. I lean back. I look back on my understanding of, well, man, that worked back then. So obviously it's going to work now. Listen, what God wants to do in your life next may not be what's working now. He may want you to do something different. So don't lean back on how it happened. I've also found that I limit God because of my failures. Well, I tried that one time and I messed up. And, and I'm, I'm talking to some of you that, that your relationships are, are, are skewed and they're messed up because of some past failures in other relationships, either what you did or what, or what they did in your life. I want to encourage you to lean into God. Trust him. Do you know God wants your relationships to flourish even more than you do? Number three. How do I find divine direction? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. But finally, he says, seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. So write it down. Seek his will. I said this a few weeks ago, and I want to say it again. God does not hide from us, but God does want to to be sought. God does not hide His will from us, but He does want us to seek His will. He said it, Proverbs 3 and 6, Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. I like that word, seek. You know, I didn't just say, look. Seek. Like, you're going to have to put some work into it. It requires some searching. But I'm going to tell you how He hides from us. How many of you parents have ever played hide and seek with your children? We're the worst hiders in the world, aren't we? Why? Because we want to be found. It's the same thing with your heavenly Father. The only reason he he slips out of view is he wants to make sure that his children want to seek after him. They're seeking after his will. Matthew 6 and 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Make his kingdom a priority. Make his will a priority. Do you know when you make something a priority, it tells you what to say yes to and it tells you what to say no to. When you make fitness a priority, you'll do it, right? But if it's not a priority, I'll do it next week. I'll do it another time. When you make your spouse or your children a priority, you spend time with them and you say no to other things so you can be with them. It's the same thing with the kingdom. Make his kingdom a priority. Watch this. Write this one down. Focus on his way, and he will focus on yours. If you would just focus on what God wants to do, I can tell you God's going to be focused on what he wants to do in your life. Seek his will in all that you do. As I close today, I want to read Psalms 37 and 23. Listen to this. Get your hand out. I don't want you to miss this. Look at this scripture. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. Listen to this. He delights in every detail of their lives. Did you get that? Did you hear what, I just, what the scripture just said? God delights in every detail of your life. When our boys were in high school and we had to pick them up, and you parents can relate to this, when they would get in the car, first question was, how was your day? And parents, what do they say? Good. Fun. That's it. They didn't understand that I had been thinking about them all day, wondering what went on. Oh, what class were you in? And did somebody try to bully you? or did somebody say they liked your shoes?" or "I want to know every detail? You know, God's the same way with us? He delights in every detail of your life. However, when I read that scripture, the Lord directs the steps of the godly, some of you immediately x yourself out because you don't feel godly. You don't feel like you're worthy to receive that. you know what the word godly means in the original text? Listen to this. It doesn't mean without sin. It means showing proper caution and reverence toward God and His ways. That's what the word godly means. You don't have to be a Mother Teresa. You don't have to be a Kristen Ragsdale. Why are y'all laughing? I'm serious. She's the most godly person I know. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a joke, didn't you? You don't have to be like us, like someone that you would look at. And that's not, what, that's not what the godly is talking about. It's talking about, do you put God in his proper position? Do you reverence him? Do you have a caution? When it comes to the things of God If you will make God a priority He will give you divine direction In all your ways Acknowledge him And he will direct your paths You know when I think about that word acknowledge In all your ways The good, the bad, the ugly You acknowledge him And here's how you do it Just like you do when you see an old friend In the mall What do you do? I see you hey I see you hey I got you that's what it means to acknowledge him so when you're walking through a storm that's when you start looking for him and then when you see that little hint of him oh I see you in that I got you I acknowledge you when things go great when you get that song on the radio when you close that business deal when she finally says yes to marry you where everything is just great what do you do Look around, and he'll be standing there. Oh, I see you. I acknowledge you. I I see you right there. And when you do that, he will continue to direct you. He will show you which path to take. It may be a still, small voice. It may be that simple God peace that we talked about last week. Or hopefully he just lights it up like a runway. But either way, God will direct you. Come on, having to receive this word today.
1: So sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus says the Lord. Sing it out Jesus, Jesus, how I trust. put more trust
0: in him. Would you just raise your hand and be honest? There's an area of your life that you need to lean into him. You've been leaning on your own understanding. I want to encourage you right now with that hand still raised. Would you just say, Lord, I'm trusting you today. Forgive me of doing things my own way. My own mindset. My own understanding. Today I'm leaning into you because I know that you're a good God. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray the peace of God over you today. For those of you that have got got a diagnosis this week and you don't know how you're going to handle it, you haven't even told some folks, trust Him with it. For those that are worried about your children, trust Him. You're concerned about your finances, make good choices and trust Him. Trust Him. Lean into Him.
1: He cares for you.
0: I want to give you an opportunity today if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord. I want to give you a chance to do that today. We do this every week. We believe it's a great opportunity for folks that maybe walk in or are invited by someone and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. What a great opportunity. What do I have to do? Do I have to come be baptized? Well, you can do that later on. Matter of fact, we'll baptize you today if you want to. We still got the water here. But you don't have to do that. The scripture tells us if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Those of you at home, those of you watching online, if you've never given the Lord your life, maybe someone just sent you this link and you're watching. Won't you take a chance today and give God your, your, your heart, all of your heart? Maybe you need to recommit your life to him it's very simple I want you to repeat this prayer after me come on Hills family let's join with them okay say Lord Jesus today is your day I trust you I thank you for giving your life for me I pray that you would forgive me of my sins and my pride and my ignorance today I'm leaning into you I'm falling at your feet cover me with your grace fill me with your Holy Spirit And help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and eternal life with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Come on Hills family, let's clap our hands and honk our horns for these folks that just prayed that prayer.